What is up guys, this is a new Genocidal Talk and I am here talking to you guys now and I am happy that I'm here to talk to you because I have a couple of good news, couple of news really about wrestling, good news. Um, first off, we're going to go into the Charlotte Flair being in NXT. Um, I watched the segment, it was really good. Um, it was... Very, very interesting indeed as well um, to see Charlotte Flair in NXT and, you know, resurfacing herself back in NXT. Um, first and foremost, it, it was rumored that she was going to be in NXT um, and going back down there effectively. Uh, we didn't know when, um, but it seems like they chose when this week and... It was a really good segment between Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley. I want to get the names right, you know, just want to get it correct and everything. But, um, so it was, it was really, really interesting segment. You know, I didn't think Bianca and Rhea Ripley would, uh, you know, work together to take out Charlotte Flair. And it just makes Charlotte Flair all the more like a baby face. And it's going to be a really killer, killer match to see between Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. And, you know, at the NXT TakeOver. And do I think at WrestleMania, uh, because we all know Rhea Ripley is going to retain that title. Let's be honest, you know, they're going to try to push that agenda for NXT. Uh, do I think... That uh, Rhea Ripley is going to uh, beat Charlotte Flair, or do I think that Charlotte Flair is going to take the title from Rhea Ripley? Honestly, I really don't see uh, Charlotte Flair walking out as NXT Women's Champion. I feel like this is going to be one of those, another you know ploy to make NXT a lot bigger of a brand to get the ratings up again. Um, unfortunately, it's you know a little bit unfortunate for Charlotte Flair, but. You know, she has to be the, the, the GOAT uh, to lose at WrestleMania. I don't see her winning at WrestleMania, but if she does, it'd be a very, very great shock value for uh, wrestling fans. But I, I really don't think that she's going to pick up the win at WrestleMania against Rhea Ripley. Um, because, again, that would be Raw losing a really top, really great top diva um, woman woman wrestler in WWE and on Raw especially. Um, I also want to talk about the tag team, the women's tag team title. Um, so they're doing just about the same thing that they did to the WWE tag team champions. Well, tag team championships and tag team division, which is make it non-existent. Um, I don't know if it's going to lead into something better or, you know, after WrestleMania is going to lead into something more. I don't know if Asuka is going to have to do a double take. I, we won't know. We don't know. Um, I'm hoping that the women's tag team division gets fixed and gets fixed pretty soon because, you know, again, WrestleMania is around the corner and we need women division to be more not integrated, but more up there in the scale. And the tag team division would be a really great thing for a women's division because, let's be honest, what do women really got besides main single titles? They don't really got much. So to have them have a tag team division is really, really awesome. And I'm really, really hoping that they get 
you know, that tag team division together because quite honestly, um, it is something that needs to be done. Also, this goes into um, another news report that I read. Um, the Iconics are getting a revamp. Um, they're getting a new guest gimmick. Um, they're getting repackaged. We don't know what it's going to be um, <clears throat> as far as what their gimmicks are, what they're going to be doing. We won't know until near in the future. I'm hoping that once they get repackaged, they can be taken more seriously. And once they do be taken seriously, they win back the women's tag team championships and put the women's tag team division in check and fix the division because they're doing a copy and paste mock version of the men's tag team division, which were not have the titles bounce around that much or have it bounce around only just over teams and teams that are not just, you know, that's just not doing anything. It's not winning anything. It's just, just disappearing off of, you know, the face of the earth, off the face of the TV. Um, I'm just hoping that they can fix the women's tag team division. That's honestly, that's what my biggest thing is because that is the key to wrestling is having different type of uh, titles and matches and stipulations and such and such. It would be really interesting to see how they fix the women's tag team division and what they give the Iconics as a repackage. Um, I don't know if the women's tag team title is going to be on the line at WrestleMania. Again, like I said, we don't know if it's going to be a double duty or not. I'm really hoping that it is a double duty and we get two instead of one. Um, I don't know. Also, maybe... You know, because there's still Shayna Bla- ba- uh, Shayna Baszler versus Beth, not Beth, sorry, Becky Lynch. I don't know if that's going to still be a thing um, as far as that match goes. Uh, I would want to hope so, but it's still looking like Asuka is going to be in the favor of um, facing Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So, who knows what's going to happen to Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. Um, We can only hope that we get that at WrestleMania. And that way we get the women's tag team division in check and get the tag titles on the line at WrestleMania. Even if it is a pre-show kind of thing, you know, at least it'll be on WrestleMania. Um, This also leads into reports of Lana, well, Rusev really wanting out of his contract and not re-signing with the WWE and leaving Lana at um, pretty much a turmoil, turmoil with uh, WWE. Uh, so event, so it's it's being said that Rusev is unhappy with WWE and his the, the direction that they're giving him and the product that they're, they're displaying for him and the character work and everything. Um, he's getting pretty much sick and tired of it. He's pretty much wanting out of his contract and he's going to not re-sign with the WWE. We're not sure if that's the case yet. It's also being said that Paul Heyman is talking to uh, Rusev to see where his mind is at, to see if he's going to re-sign with the WWE, but it's unfortunate right now as Rusev is not having it. He's very unhappy with uh, his direction and his creative control and what the creatives have for him and you know, just a whole nine yard is kind of similar to EC3 
who hasn't been on TV, who hasn't been used properly. You know, a guy who's very, very talented like Rusev needs to be used and utilized properly. And they're not using him at all. So, um, you just have to wait and see what goes on um, as far as Rusev going to sign back with the WWE and, you know, continuing the feud or leaving WWE and leaving Lana at WWE and in their hands. Um, there was reports saying that his marriage with Lana is at, on the rocks. I'm not 100% sure on how true that is. We're going to have to just wait and see how, how this plays out. But it's sounding like it's on the rocks. It's not a very good and happy relationship ever since this uh, storyline came about, you know. And they should, WWE should learn way back in the past. Um, this is how Chris Benoit and Nancy Benoit actually became a couple and eventually got married. It was because of the fact that Kevin Sullivan wanted uh, a real-life angle where Chris Benoit was hanging out and, you know, seducing his wife. And it turned out to be true. You know, they weren't just living the gimmick anymore. So I don't know if that's, this is the same bout, you know, but something like this can make somebody very unhappy and it can turn stomachs the wrong way, you know? Something so good on paper can be a very bad thing to be displayed. Um, we're also going to talk about EC3. So <clears throat> I'm glad that I brought up EC3. EC3 was caught, I think it was at a bar, but it's on Chris Jericho's Instagram where Chris Jericho and EC3 are sitting down and they're having drinks. And the caption said pretty much that EC3 is very talented and that he's going to want to pick him up soon for all elite wrestling. We again, Chris Jericho is known to be trolling like that, and you know, so is WWE superstar. They're known to troll um, both companies, but this might be very serious because EC3 again, like I said, is a very talented person who hasn't been used since being uh, since leaving NXT, since leaving Impact Wrestling. He hasn't been used properly on the main roster. They haven't done anything with him. Same thing with Maria Canales' husband, uh, Mike Bennett. He's a very talented wrestler. We've seen him outside of WWE, and he's really great. And the fact that WWE doesn't see any kind of, you know, any kind of worth in these guys is just sad because they could put on a, a classic, an instant classic of that. And it's just the fact that it's not being displayed on WWE television and it's just so sad, especially EC3's case, because he's coming off of a great, great career in NXT. And for him to now be in the main roster, I it's not doing him any justice, any favors, nothing. Maybe they need to draft him back down to NXT. Um, and I will be going into this week talking about EC3 and where he should go and what should happen to him. But if it doesn't work out where he gets back into NXT, I think he needs to leave the WWE and maybe rebrand himself differently somewhere else, you know? Um, uh, we, again, we won't know the severity of how serious this, this uh, Instagram caption is until after uh, his contract expires, whether he re-signs with WWE or if he goes to sign with AEW. I mean, there's other um, places that he could go. I feel like the WWE should utilize the fact that he's EC3 and that Dixie Carter is out of Impact's control now. So 
you know, bringing, and I saw this on a, in a picture, the only way he could get real right over as a heel now, because he's already done a lot of great things in, uh, in, in NXT, is bringing in Dixie Carter. I mean, they brought in um, uh, Jeff Jarrett, who was the founding owner of uh, TNA. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to bring in uh, Dixie Carter. I want them to bring in Dixie Carter to manage EC3 and, you know, see how far this goes because EC3 is a very marketable person. He's very over, very talented. And the fact that he went to WWE and went to NXT and the NXT scene worth in him and used him properly and then for him to jump to the main roster and not be used at all, it's pretty damn sad. Um, so let's hope that EC3 can pick up his, you know, not EC3 per se, but the WWE can pick up EC3 shit and come up with something creative for him to go off on, you know? Um, <clears throat> let's see what else we're going to go into. This also is going to lead into, finally, Brock Lesnar. No, not Brock Lesnar. Goldberg, sorry. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's very, very, very equal nemesis, Goldberg, um, coming on SmackDown. And there was reports about that uh, Goldberg coming back. Um for the Saudi Arabia show, um, which is, we all know, is a money ploy for everybody at this point. It's not like a real thing. It's just a paycheck for people to pick up. And it's a very handsomely paid paycheck. And um, Goldberg came back to challenge Bray Wyatt to a match for the Universal title. Um, quite honestly, I don't think that is a good idea, um, considering that the match between Goldberg and... The Undertaker happened, and it was a shit fest. And I cannot discuss this, distress this enough. Um, I cannot stress this enough to be to say this, but that match between Undertaker and Goldberg was really, really bad, and it was really, really scary to watch as a fan of both guys. More Undertaker than Goldberg, but to watch those two go at it and. Mind you, in these conditions where it's hot, it's always hot, it's never cool. And for Goldberg to concuss himself before the match and continue a match while he's concussed and furthering his concussion, it's really not good. And I, I didn't like the fact that uh, all of this was happening in front of our eyes and we paid $10 to see two grown men kill each other or nearly die. Um, so... Do I think Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt a marketable match? Not really, but it's going to be interesting to see because it's two different elements facing off against each other. Um, speaking of two different elements, I don't know if this is a rumor or not. I, I'm going to do more research onto, onto this before I, I can make this sound as true as possible. But it's being rumored right now that Sting got cleared. And he's going to be able to wrestle a match against The Undertaker. Now, we don't know how true this is. I don't know how true this is. This is coming off of a picture, a poster I've seen. And it's saying that Sting is returning. And is going to be facing Undertaker. But we don't know. WWE hasn't put out any statements. Nor did anybody else. You know, I kind of like to make light of these things. Because, you know, it does surface around. And I don't want to be the last one talking about it. But it may or may not happen. We're not sure yet. Um, I'm going to do more research on it. And I'm going to see what's going on with that. 
But as far as uh, it looks like, it's no go on the match between Sting versus Undertaker. If you don't know why Sting had to retire, he has the same injury as Edge. And Edge came back. So I'm not saying that, you know, anybody who really retires doesn't really retire forever. They come back, you know, and Edge did sign a three-year deal. So we have to wait and see what WWE does. You know, if they're going to bring back Sting and have him face The Undertaker or not, which should have been the match at WrestleMania when he first came back instead of Sting versus Triple H over a dead brand. That feud didn't make any type of sense at all. Like, it was just one of those matches that were throwaways. And I don't know why creative came with that idea in the first place. Like, WCW was over about, what, at the time, good 14 years ago. So why do we care now? Half the generation don't even know what WCW is. So you're just bringing light to a dead brand. So, yeah. Um... But Undertaker versus Sting match is what we were looking forward to. And it already happened once. But it was when Undertaker wasn't Undertaker. It was Mark Calloway. But now it'll be different because of a different entity, which is Sting and Undertaker. You know, it's Sting being not the bleach bond, you know, rock and roll kind of guy. He's more of a dark sinister guy. And Undertaker not being... Mark Calloway, but being a devil's advocate, um, I would love to see a Sting versus Bray Wyatt or a triple threat or even a fatal four way at WrestleMania. Um, I know that's not going to happen, but it's a very likable dream match, but you know, with Kane, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, and, and Sting all facing each other at WrestleMania. That would be really interesting to see. But, you know, we, we won't know if even Sting gets cleared to face Undertaker at WrestleMania. So, one can only hope. But anyways, this has been the Genstyle Talk. I've been talking to you guys for a good 17 minutes now. And I'm going to go ahead and start my day. But thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for um, t- tuning in every time I post something. It means a lot to me. Thank you. And have yourselves a good night.